Merry Christmas, and thanks for following along in our Advent study, The Things Concerning Himself. We hope you are encouraged as we look back through the scriptures at Christ, our coming Savior. Day 19, The Saddest Prophecy, Jeremiah thirty-one fifteen. Thus says the Lord, A voice is heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. So much more. People who really know who Jesus is will respond to him in one of two ways, anger or adoration. There's no middle ground. We see people try to do this in today's world, but this really isn't a possibility. I get really frustrated when I hear people say stuff about how Jesus was a, quote, good moral teacher, because that just isn't an option. Jesus claimed to be God. Good moral teachers don't claim to create and sustain the universe. C.S. Lewis famously said in Mere Christianity, A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic, on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God, but let none of us come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Now that we're on the same page, we can look at this passage. This first comes to us as a prophecy in Jeremiah, but then is quoted in Matthew 1.18, where we are told that it has been fulfilled. But what happened? The star. As you know, when Jesus was born, a star appeared. It's crazy because it looks like the only people that recognized it were a group of wise men from somewhere in the east. They were so impressed by this star's appearance that they set out to see the one who was born, quote, king of the Jews. What's even crazier is that they weren't even Jewish. They must have had copies of the Old Testament lying around, possibly from Daniel's time, and put it together that God was going to announce the coming of the king with a star. Long story short, they show up in Jerusalem asking about a baby. Of course, they would go to Jerusalem, right? This is where kings are supposed to live. But when they get there, Israel's king, Herod, has no clue what they're talking about. So he gets his own wise men together to figure it out. They come back and say that according to Micah 5.2, he must be born in Bethlehem. That's not bad. These guys traveled potentially 400 miles and made it to within six miles of Jesus on their first try. Herod then sends them off while trying to trick them. He tells them they need to come back and tell him all about him so he can go and worship him too. The good news is that God wasn't tricked. He knew all that was in Herod's heart. So later on, he appears to the wise men to tell them not to stop and see Herod, but to keep on going. Polarized responses. These wise men saw the star and they came to worship Jesus. They knew that the heavenly signs were pointing to a heavenly baby. They knew that he was so much more than a baby born to be king. That is why they dropped everything to go and worship him. Herod understood this too, but it didn't lead him to worship. He saw Jesus as a threat and would not let this little baby grow up to displace him. So what did Herod do? He figured out how long the star had been in the sky and sent soldiers to go kill every little boy in that area. He wasn't going to let anything threaten his power. Morning to joy. Herod was such an evil man. I can't imagine what would be going through someone's mind for them to decide that their power was worth killing all those baby boys. What a terribly sad time. But there is still good news. 
Herod failed. He tried to ruin God's plan for our salvation, and he couldn't do it. God warned Joseph to take the boy and flee to Egypt until Herod was gone. Now let's jump back to Jeremiah for a minute. At the end of this chapter, we can see more of God's good news. This is where we get to see that God is going to make a new covenant with his people. In this covenant, God will write his law on our hearts. He will be our God and we will be his people. This indeed is a cause for rejoicing. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Jeremiah 31, 31-34. Then, as if God was anticipating our disbelief, He gives us proof that he will keep his promises. He is the God who makes the sun shine during the day and the stars shine at night. He is the God who brings the waves onto the shore. He tells us all of this so we can know that as long as these things keep happening, he is still in control and we can still trust him to keep his covenant with us. Reflection. As we prepare for Christmas, it's good for us to remember that Jesus came to a world broken by sin. Many prophecies were fulfilled at his birth. Most of them are so good and joyful, but not this one. This one reminds us that there are evil people in the world who hate Jesus. This was true in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, and it's true today. But this will not stop God from keeping his promises. We know that he is good and that he can be trusted. And if we want confirmation of that, we can look to the same things Jeremiah told us. As long as the sun still shines during the day, as long as the moon and stars shine at night, as long as the waves continue to crash on the shore, God can be trusted to keep his word. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to give us a rating and review. And for more Snowbird content, check out our other podcast, No Sanity Required.